They just wouldn't it be funny if now it re like it shows up again? It's like, hey, we're gonna finish writing that. Yeah, well, yeah. One should be fine. that lucky. Hi, Hello. Yeah, hi, everybody. Hi. Um, five years of doing this podcast, five, we keep finding new half ways. A decade. Yeah, we keep finding new ways to screw things up. Honestly, like <laughs> any of the efficiency that we have is is through actual. Oh yeah. Fail, move forward, fail, new, new Th- fail, this, new, pick this, yourself up, new fail. This show is the scientific process <laughs> at work. It's like, what do we want to do? Let's try this. I don't know how much more I can say about I feel so bad. So man. anyway, we're here uh, the day, incidentally. Sean over here, right, Phil over there. Hi, just before World Lemur Day, one day before World Lemur Day. Uh, and uh, we just recorded our weekly episode and- Good hour. Good hour of well, content. You know, yeah, which you know then would be trimmed down by Sean and his valiant editing to you know a palatable fifty-ish minutes. God damn it! Um, I would have, you know, I knew where sound cues were going. I yeah, had Sean had an idea. He had an idea for an episode title. We had a couple. So then we uh, sort of bantered our way out, um, you know, and I wanted to you know put the card in the reader and you know get a sense of how the show was, how the waveforms look, just as Phil and I sort of wrap up the thing. But for some reason, we did things slightly out of uh, sequence, and uh, we pulled the card out before we hit stop on the first thing. We I. I, well, I was reached over and pulled the card out before a stop uh, was hit. And so basically this is all that's left of this show is this week. This, it's, right it's us. Yeah. So hi. Uh, incidentally. Yeah. Tomorrow's world lemur day. So there's that. Uh, we also learned that it's pronounced turmeric, not turmeric. Although that my joke was fantastic. Uh, it's hard to it's, shunt it, it in now. So again, I won't, think about you, that conversation we had last week. Yeah. yeah. And, but we'll just say this turmeric, not Turmeric and turmeric. Very different. Be and, really uh, careful this Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> because we've been cutting open candy bars and both <laughs> have been coming tu- out. Some have turmeric. Some have something quite different. And uh, hopefully if you find turmeric in your candy, it's benign. And uh, <laughs> there's uh, people are suing a pot company. Uh, that yeah, was, that was that. one that, that stuck out nice. in my head. Sean figured oh my God, out the, the pattern. pattern. I have bad news. We lost that too. Sean figured out the pattern. Sean, do you want to tell everybody what the pattern was? Asinine. <laughs> Disappointing. But then I earned it. Uh, yeah. It was uh, going through the order, you know. Yeah, one, one two, two, three. three yeah. Or, so. Which means you missed one, two, three, four originally, and then you missed one, two, and. Well, yeah, I was I paying know. again zero attention. I know. And then I just this time I was like, no, wait a minute. Congrats to the SpongeBob people. Yeah. Great job. I was talking everybody. about how that's one of the things that's going to be a reference point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we feel bad for anyone who didn't get to see it. Phil uh, said it was my best performance. I do think so. Which I which I am very flattered by. Yep. It was uh, very special. Yep. And again, the entire cast, uh, the SpongeBob, Patrick, and uh, and Dylan as the reporter. Fantastic Yeah, yeah. Jobs. We were doing a good yeah. shout out to Dylan. Doing a good shout out to everybody. They were Red, all moping about something they Red, had no exposure Red si- to. Red Citizen, uh, Citizen Paul's Mail. And yeah. I'm doing okay. Don't worry about me. I'm Danny okay. Danny Tree, Jamie Treho. Danny Treho for the machete funny, thing. Yeah, that would have been great. Which he had the benefit of some time. I came up with where that you know, the genesis of the reference was me in the moment. So like 0.2 seconds. Yeah. And we learned about but lemurs that pick their down. noses. That's right. All the way up and around. Like there been there was a whole scientific yeah, study about eye. boogers. Yeah, boogers. What's the evolutionary advantage of boogers? Right. And I counter. I hope that is bred out. Well, you know, and, and there might be an advantage. You don't know. The trouble with booger picker, picker land is it's full of booger pickers. Yep. Um, yep. So, so we're sorry about that. So we're going to rerun this right now. But uh, but that was what you missed. You know what? Maybe we should just uh, do the show was, like this from now on. It's it was, the five yeah, minutes. Here's, over, here's what you missed. And Phil that's a, a great whole name game. of the show. Phil did a whole game, a real bullshit about lemurs. They're adorable. And I pulled Creepy. The, just pulled the card out. 
It'd be kind of like like Whistler's mother. That painting is done, and he takes it, and he just sort of goes like, "All right, cool." And he takes it over to the pool, and he's like, kinda, <laughs> "You know." And that metaphor why means a you, lot to me because I don't really like that painting. So I was gonna. Like, why did you even pick that painting? Was my question because I was I didn't even want to fuck up something else in my imagination that I didn't kind of not like. Oh, Do you know okay. what I'm saying? Like our episode, I feel really good about the Whistler's mother painting. Is just like this is unhappiness. Unfortunately, you'll never hear any of that other than our description of it. But trust me, it was funny. That's the worst thing to say in any comedy podcast, isn't it? Trust me, it was really trust you, boy. You had to have been. Are there. you laughing yet? All right. Well, here, here, <laughs> here, look, let, here. You know what? This Laugh is a at show this we instead. did that actually we recorded. I didn't manage to soil myself in trying to get put together. God damn it! <laughs> we love you, high or whatever. <laughs> And that's what we're here for. Welcome to the Whip Around. I am I'll get Sean the headphones Hayes. headphones on and put the microphone in here. with both feet with <laughs> negative seconds on the clock to start. And I the am sitting across from my favorite co-host in the whole oh wide world. Oh my God, Dr. Phil Laporta, who is t- completely blindsided by that. Full disclosure, my effort was as Phil was scrambling to write a last minute replacement three for the road. He, yeah. of course, was prepared. I really wanted to get everyone to hear his ticking fingers on the keyboard. <laughs> it like, sounds so official, doesn't it? But he it? just finished, and I'm jumping in anyway, and the look on his face is worth every penny that you've spent to download this episode of the Weirdest Accurate. News Podcast focused on weird news. That's podcasting. Oh, hey, Phil. Yeah. What's up with you? I, I'm a little frustrated, actually, this week. Do you want to restart? It's not going to happen. No, not that. We, you know I've been back to school, right? Oh. It's uh-huh. just, it's just, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just the, the point in this, I, I gave him something easy this week and they, they let me down and that's I just, mm, I just don't know what to do. I'm just like, that's, you know, that's the frustration. That's the problem of being someone who actually, you know, cares. What's that like? It's weird. It's really frustrating at the collegiate no, level. I don't care. But yeah, I mean, that was just frustrated this week. Otherwise, everything's fine. How about you? What's up with you? Well, I'm doing the exercise thing in earnest again, uh, which makes it sound like I'm in an Oscar Wilde play where everybody's just lifting the whole oh, time. Oh, I was, I was picturing a lot of Jim Varney. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ernest goes to get swole. Uh, episode title. That's a winner. <laughs> anyway, but I'm so I'm sore. But it's that sore where you're like, if I tell people about this, I kinda, it, it is kind of cool sore. It's a good sore. Yeah. And not like I fell down the stairs, but I didn't break anything kind of sore. Um, so a, I'm exercising and I'm sore. B, I didn't fall down the stairs and that's not why I'm sore. So I'm proud of two things. There you go. Way to put the coordination together, buddy. Other than that is not a whole lot. Um, that is, uh, that's, you know, fresh and fruity, uh, with me. (laughs) Um, but, uh, Hey, I know. Yeah. Let's, let's think of something else that's fresh. How about some fresh headlines? But I wish us luck. <laughs> so do I. 
So uh, our newest, <laughs> our newest, uh, almost ready segment. <laughs> We're seeing what we can do with it. We're going to try it a little differently this week. But bottom line, there's too much strange shit out there for even our show to come up with. So I've encapsulated some of the best short and strange for everyone by writing some headlines. As an added bonus this week, we're going to try and have some fun with it as opposed to... We're going to try to make it good! As opposed to last week, which gave us our tagline, what do you think of this train wreck? So uh, we're going to have some fun with it. All the headlines are from real stories, but some things are too strange for me to make up. Sean and listeners out there, citizens, you tell me which of these headlines is actually real well, how are and they not gonna written by me. Try to get in there before I answer, otherwise uh, you're going to find out. Or are you not going to say? I'm not going to say until I've read all five, and then you tell me no, which No, I one... know that, but how are they going to tell you which Shout one they really think? fucking loud. 88 <laughs> miles per hour audible waveform thing. Yeah. Sound joke. All right. So, 88 decibels per hour. Fuck! It's fun already. Fun. I love <laughs> uh, Here we go. Here's some weird headlines for you from me. Experts say Americans need to have more sex to save the economy. Hmm. Hmm. Senior picture shoot becomes memento mori after train hits boy posing on tracks. <laughs> Horsepower. Literally. Finnish horse show runs on manure. Finnish horse show runs on manure. It's awfully punny for a real headline. City of Vancouver okays plan for consensual grave sharing. Canadians sharing. Hmm. I mean, that's that's almost too easy. And finally, Beer Belly, documented report of yeast in man's gut creating alcohol and leading to drunken behavior. (sighs) Can you read them all sequentially? Real fast. Do you know what I'm saying? Just like one after the other. Experts say Americans need to have more sex to save the economy. Senior picture shoot becomes memento mori after train hits boy posing on tracks. Horsepower, literally. Finnish horse show runs on manure. City of Vancouver okays plan for consensual grave sharing or beer belly. Documented report of yeast in man's gut creating alcohol and leading to drunken behavior. I think the real headline that I did not write is the beer belly story is real, I would guess. No. Ah, yes, it is. I did not. I did not write that headline. I, I wrote that headline. The one headline I did not write was horsepower. Literally. Really? Yeah, that was a real headline off of an AP story, an equestrian show. That's the least fun sounding one. That's why I didn't write it. You're good, man. Yeah. You ought to make news. Apparently, an equestrian show was like burning all of the horse shit that they were producing to like run the show and the generators. I mean, I'm sure it smelled great. It smells like horse spirit in here. <laughs> I'm not clever enough to make up lyrics on the spot. That's normally your job. Well, I did the title. Shit. And that was the chorus. Anyway, citizens, what uh, <laughs> what story do you think is the real one? No, Let they're they're know. they're all real. Which headline didn't I write? Huh? They're all real. Huh? Well, this makes no sense. You didn't make. Are you so didn't you're listen fictional, to the, you're fictionalizing, I'm fictionalizing the headlines. headlines so they're from all real stories. Strike two. <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> you should have listened to the rules. There were too many. You tuned out. Is that a good sign? <laughs> this has been headlines. <laughs> For the last time. 2.0. <laughs> I think we're closer, Phil. I think we get half as close to the right answer every time. <laughs> yeah. I think we get half. Clo- Zeno's half. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a deep cut joke. If you get that joke, email us at gmail.com. <laughs> And we will give you a sympathetic sigh because that's what it deserves. Uh, what should we do now? Let me think. How could Phil redeem himself from a fun headlines? And you weren't lying. It was fun. 
Uh, <laughs> some synonyms for fun. Let's see. Uh, jo- jo- Science! <laughs> it still matters, damn it! Yes, sir, Bob. You know what's fun, though? It's robots again this week. All right. But they're sexy robots. <gasps> but I repeat myself. <laughs> As we advance further and further into the robotic age, robots do more and more of our menial tasks. Wow! Stepping way out on a limb here. I know. They're in factories, but they're in our Wow! <laughs> I have two robotic vacuums that just cleaned my house this morning. Now we're getting sexy. Yeah. Wait, I, serious question, because I've got the two Roombas. Do you have any robots upstairs? Anything automated upstairs? Nothing like that? No robots of any kind? <laughs> that I know of, no. <laughs> well, Sean, I'll bet no, you don't. I have a gas fireplace. That's <laughs> that's uh, that's a sexy robot right there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It spits hot fire. Before I tell you what this new state-of-the-art advanced robot is, where it's going, and what it's planning on doing, this story actually starts in 1998. Oh. Yep, with three dudes named Sandvik, Cuse, and Atkinson. Here goes the two now. They patented something. And they filed the patent before the technology even existed to do this. Is this a sucky, sucky thing? Is this like they, a sold, they sold the patent in 2015 <laughs> to Zoo Technologies, which immediately began a patent troll campaign. It's Made like quite a bit of coin off of this. Robo-bestiality or something? Some would call these men visionaries. Some would call them opportunists. Some would call them perverts. Here we call <laughs> them visionopoverts. They filed a patent for, quote, method and device for interactive virtual control of sexual aids using digital computer networks. Sexual aids? The good kind. I think we cured that, <laughs> didn't we? So all of that actually has a name. Robo Magic Johnson. <laughs> That's a second. Do you want to know what the real name of the field is? <sighs> yeah. Teledildonics. <laughs> Bless you and keep you, sir. May you live to be a thousand years old. Uh, what is it? Teledildonics. Teledildonics. Yes. What that sounds like is like a telemarketer that I actually, you need to hold the phone away from your head. <laughs> poke your ear out. Yeah. Exactly. Perforated ear. poke your ear out, kid. <laughs> Fortunately, patents like this have a lifespan of 20 years only. And uh, now the patent's expired. Nevada, stepping up, the infamous alien cat house is upping its game yet again. The little cat house in Armagosa Valley, Nevada, opened in 2012 and has always been a strange little place, as you might imagine. E.T. Dong Home! Is that what's coming? <laughs> it's getting... That's the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Sub-tagline. Uh, owned by the same people that run the Bunny Ranch, actually. But this one surprise, uh, that sort of specializes in... Uh, the Body Ranch. The Bunny Ranch. The Botty Ranch. Oh, that's what this one is. The bot E ranch. The bot bot E sounds like it's also a disease. It's like sort of a botulism offshoot. Anyway, they have a, a holodeck, sci-fi themed rooms, and plenty of anal probes, as you might imagine. But Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But guess what they're adding? They're adding an AI sex robot to the lineup and teledildonics. Now I'm picturing <laughs> just Roombas all over the floor with just like <laughs> flashlights glued on top. <laughs> And just a bunch of guys scurrying around with their pants around their ankles like, hold up, hold up. I feel like that should have been like a very early Atari 2600 game that they could have animated somehow. Well, it's never too late. It's never too late. Uh, According to the cat house is Rod Thompson. Yes, of course. (laughs) Thompson. Uh, For clients that have certain, quote, fetishes uh, that courtesans might not be interested in the robot. Courtesans? Courtesans? Is he saying courtesans as in the employees? Yes. Don't call them courtesans. Uh, that they might not be. This interested. is not. This is not Renaissance Italy. <laughs> well, 
Well, that's the term. So do no, it. it is not. It is now. Uh, the robot could deal with those instead of the uh, actual women. Uh, this robot is not just sci-fi kitsch. It's also an industry first. Uh, and they're using the uh, the what's called a Kiro kit. It's apparently the name of the uh, company that's doing the teledildonics for them. Less is known about them. Uh, less is, yeah. Um, they have a whole bunch of, what do you call it? Uh, like action, AIDS? Well, <laughs> yeah. Space AIDS. Robo space AIDS. <laughs> well, apparently, if you have this Teledildonic device, plague. You can call in and have a porn star service you from afar using this teledildonic device in this so based so, all right so then this is what they're, this is, is the parts that they're adding it's yeah. not just voiceover be interactive in that sense yeah basically you've got the person like webcamming and push literally pushing your buttons to stimulate your thing yeah okay yeah clearly the biologist is in the house <laughs> yeah i got no bio <laughs> none whatsoever uh, so as far as the robot's concerned, they're actually being secretive as to what model it is and the features. They're not cheap. The things cost somewhere in the uh, four to $6,000 range. However. That's nothing compared to what it's going to cost to reattach your penis after it <laughs> robo-removes it. Uh, apparently, and gives it to a Roomba. Apparently bookings there run in the thousands of dollars. So this thing is going to pay for itself in a couple days. I'm sure it will. Yep. Uh, and uh, expanding our technological uh, – this is from uh, one of the cat house's leading ladies, if you will, Stella Renee. Uh, I believe it's Grand Courtesan. Dom. Uh, Stella Renee, what she thought about the robot and the teledildonic, she says, quote, expanding our technological and social stiletto print is imperative. Oh, Adapt or die. Okay. I, for one, am all about diversifying my portfolio of sexy services to meet the needs of my beloved clients. So what do you think, sirs? Have we gone too far with teledildonics? And how many times can I say that word? It just makes me happy. Well, I think um, obviously anything where, where one's rocks are gone off. <laughs> <laughs> As long as no one is being harmed, uh, you know, I I have no real compunction to step in and, and be a, a referee, you know? Fair. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> as far as cat houses, that's a whole complicated topic. Again, as long as I'm assuming that everyone is happy with what they're doing and whatever, and happy to reach out and jack someone, <laughs> as it were, <laughs> with, a, with the help of robotics, <laughs> fine. I, I, my my concern is ha- you're going to need a spate of laws and, and like, um, case law about this. Like, who is responsible for when it does go, like, you know, the, <laughs> it's, you're supposed to do it harder and faster. And so it tears off the penis, s- says, go away, and hums as it leaves <laughs> the room, you know. So I don't know. It's wor- it's worrying, but maybe that is just my getting older. You kids, when I was your age, you had to go to the whore. Um <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so... Well, I'm saying, like, well, it's like, yeah. I don't know, you know, got not it, enough it, info. It's, you know, there, there are pro- legal prostitution laws in different places, but sure. now if you dial in from a place where, so yeah, we need, another a, one. we need a whole other set of case are law. Are technically cr- crossing state lines? Is it, it, uh, Is it... Right? But then, uh, if you're a lawyer out there specializing in teledildonics law... Sorry. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, call us. Yeah. Because well, we want to know. Call us on our... I want to know. I'm curious. Don't Skype. <laughs> don't, yeah, God, no. Uh, so, and then now this this goes to the other question, which is putting apart like the you're getting older thing, young, single, would you ever have been curious at all? Well, I am curious, but you mean like get try it curious? 
go to the place and be like, oh, that's what's going on. I've never paid for it. Neither have I. I, that's, I mean, it's interesting that you're denying something that was not posited to you. My good sir, I never said you did. I um, So in practical terms, I know I would not. I've never okay. even done like a sex line or anything like that. In no way have I ever directly exchanged my services for goods or vice versa. <laughs> so I, I would have been curious. I probably – okay, here's a, here's a fact for you. Mm-hmm. If anyone were ever to be like, yes, I have gone – that I knew – I have gone to a prostitute or I've gone to many pro- – I would want to ask them about it. What was the experience like? What, you know, I'm sure. curious about it that way. Yeah. I would not say like, let me put my uh, junk in the ring. Do you know what I'm saying? You're, you're happy to, to learn about this vicariously. Vicarious only. Got so it. curious, yes. Would I do it? No. no. Okay. Um, I also have never – uh, uh, gotten it on with a non sentient. <laughs> you, you haven't you uh, haven't put it in the furnace over there. Correct. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I'll say yet because the life who knows, but I sincerely doubt it, <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet. You never know, right? This... What's the who said this? If you um, if a man was stranded on a desert island, he would spend like stranded for one. For tw- okay, if a man was stranded on a desert island for twenty four hours, he'd spend an hour. This is like fucking the dirt. <laughs> I have and then I'd we'll have to this. figure out what to do with the rest of the 23 hours left. I have never heard this. I'm paraphrasing, but it's like a man left alone within, you know. I like that quote. Would I... at a certain point fuck the dirt and then have to figure out what to do with the rest of the 23 hours left. Uh, so who knows? Life, she is strange. Well, if he had a computer and a, and a Kiro <laughs> kit, you know, he could hook himself up with the alien cat house out in Nevada. I think we better take a break for... This gets any weirder. Yeah. Can you leave me alone? I got a, I got a call to make. Not in here. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> right this way to my furnace, sir. Ooh, cut that, oh, that's fucking awful. For well, I like... bet you're going to fuck it. I... <laughs> that made it better. Actually, it did. All right. That's we'll be sad. right back. We're after leaving. Phil dicks my furnace. <laughs> Doctor's log. Stardate, whatever the hell it is, still in search for Martian penis. The best we can hope for, however, right now is five stars. The best we can hope for this mission, some amount of success would be review. A nice review, something positive out of this damn mission, looking for Martian dongs all over the place. Subscriptions would be nice, too. Martian penis detected. Hope! Martian penis approaching. More hope! Martian penis opening fire. Damn it. Shield at jizz percent. Well, it'd be nice to go out on a lot of subscribers. Martian penis. Martian penis. Martian penis. Martian penis. Martian penis. Martian penis. We are back! And uh, it's act two. You know, What's wrong with you? you know what that means, Phil? <laughs> that means that you are in a rush today because you keep interrupting my coffee sipping. Take a drink. Sean's Cabinet of the Macaw. <laughs> 
That's weird. You mean um, the McCabinet? I sure do. Mm-hmm. Gross. <laughs> Phil, are you a fan of Douglas Adams, the, the writings of yes. Douglas Adams, the Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide, Guide to uh, the yep. Universe and all that stuff? Uh, so you know them, at least passingly? I know the first one well. I know about the, the okay. two sequels. So I, well, I, and I don't know. I know he also wrote a couple of Doctor Who episodes. Yeah, I'm focused just on the book series. Going the books, though. okay? Yeah, sure. I uh, so there was what Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There was like Restaurant, Restaurant at the, at the End, end of the Universe, universe uh, and Life, can, the Universe, and everything. That's I it. Think. And I then think there was like So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. I don't that, even think I read that one. Anyway, anyway, but he wrote some books. You might uh, even for you citizens out there who aren't fans of the series recognize this little bit of Adam's trivia. Phil certainly will if he's this familiar with the books. But what, Phil, is the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything according to these books? 42. Yes. 42, uh, according Simplified to the results down. of a fictional supercomputer named Deep Thought, etc., 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 etc. The gag is that everyone knows the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. Uh, but there was no question. And I think at some point in the series, they brought up that it was actually like, how many roads must a man walk down or something? It's like a... Uh, an unsatisfying Remember in the, yeah, well, in the first in the first uh, book, it shows up and it's like, yeah, you guys couldn't handle the actual answer, so I've dumbed it down to this. Is that what it was? Okay. That, well, at sure. least in the first book. What have ha? But go on. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't read through the entire books to know more, but I, I love that idea that, you know, 42. But the point is that in that, in that place, it makes sense. But in this, down here... Down here, it's our, our time, time down, down here. here. And 42 remains key, however, the number 42. But the question, the question is critically, fatally different. I have a bad feeling it's about how many number of bodies. We are off to India, my bedoctored friend, to a bustling outdoor market in the state of Uttar Pradesh. It's been in the news quite a lot lately. Thank you. Now, this, is, this, this all went down last Monday, November 3rd. Okay. okay? Um, but regardless of the time or day, know that... Bibiganj, I think. Bibiganj Market is a very bustling, full place, bazaar, market, all kinds of stalls and whatnot. Thus, you get all sorts of folks coming in and out who are in all sorts of moods, having all sorts of days. Makes sense? Very crowded sure, place. of course. Lots of... St- Everybody's you Get your bell curve of emotions. Right. What we are focusing on is a pair of guys uh, who are sitting down to eat. Uh, who are clearly, or were clearly, in a one-upsmanship kind of headspace. Okay. So that's where they were. It turns out, see, that Mr. Subash Yadav, I believe... Sounds good. Uh, ...was making an audacious claim midway through an argument as they were sitting down, these two gentlemen. His, his position... Fucking the dirt? Subash claimed he could eat 50 hard-boiled eggs in one sitting. And when his pal called Subash's bluff, they ended up betting 2,000 rupees on the issue, which is only about $28 I was, I was about to ask. But still, I mean, that's, that's more about the honor. pride is on the line. So our voracious claimant's buddy went to one of these stands. Again, consider any market where you can stand up, walk over, and buy 50 hard-boiled Hard eggs. eggs. Just bing, you know, it's it's a good market. Place. Yeah, I mean, really. Name, name me a mall around you and your town where you know you could just get 50 hard-boiled eggs in it. Yeah, you know, 50 eggs, but not hard-boiled. Walk over and get them. So anyway, he goes to a stand, buys them, comes back to the table, and the game, such as it was, was on. Phil. Call it a game. Now, let's rewind. 
What is the answer to the ultimate question? Oh my god, again? did he get 42 down before something happened? Would you like to venture a guess as to the ultimate macabre question of the week? Oh my god, how many eggs can you eat before you drop dead? How many eggs must a person eat in order to die? She died from eating eggs. Per my source, Pradesh quote was actually making good time. But as he popped the 42nd egg into his mouth, he suddenly fell unconscious. One guy and his egg-shocked belly were rushed to the hospital, but alas, his yolk, it was scrambled. His life's shell was cracked. His meringue, it failed. He was poached by heaven, bedeviled by overeating. He was scotched. His end was assured. Phil, you're going to have to ama let him go. Oh, my God. Did you pick this story just for the puns? I may have. Yes! (laughs) Medics tried to save and resuscitate Pradesh, but it wasn't to be. What? Details are scant, but the reports state he died of complications from overeating. Hell of a way to go. One hopes he'll be laid to rest next to a rasher of bacon and a bit of toast with his closest homies pouring a a bit of OJ for their fallen friend. Phil, what do you think? I have so many questions. 42 eggs. First of all, I can get 50 eggs at the farmer's market across the street from my house. Oh, not, shit! Wow! But, but not hard-boiled. What's I'm saying, That's man. impressive. I mean, may, maybe he went to more than one stand. The way the story was going is that you went to a stand. Fair. I don't. Maybe it's like, yeah. we do hard-boiled eggs. Now what? <laughs> That's now our what? stand. Now what? You can have them hard-boiled. Uh, right. Uh, wh- what was the argument that started this? I think it was like, could he do it? Maybe there was a stand that, like, they had 50. They're like, we got our hard-boiled eggs. And it was like, <laughs> I bet I could eat all of them. You know, that's a, that's a, it uh, seems kind of random to be like, I could eat 50 of anything. What about eggs? Well, I mean, it's just an odd. But then again, you and I don't have discussions like that. But like, no, I, because you won't respond. <laughs> I have things I'm already wanting you to eat with me. Yeah, I won't eat it. that scorpion lollipop. I know. There are other hot challenges that it's I'm down with that. Time to get going. I have I have the one, one ship challenges in this home. I'm aware. And buddy, now that it's pretty much you and me regularly on the show. You're in deep shit. <laughs> we'll probably need to, hey, if anyone is out there that wants to do the one chip challenge with us, by the way. Oh, send us an email. Email us. Yeah. Whiparound at gmail.com. If I'll anybody, draw up waivers. <laughs> you know, if any, exactly. If anybody, uh, if you're friendly with the show or if you just think it would go great, you know, let us know. If anyone's interested to guest on the show and do the one chip <laughs> challenge, let us know. Anyway, maybe it was something like that. Maybe it was something where it was like, come on, man, I could do this. Or maybe it was something like, you know, the, the quintessential, I could, I'm so hungry, I could eat a horse thing, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I'll tell you, if we were I, somewhere and you said to me, like, man, I've never been this hungry, two to one odds, I would probably challenge you in some way. Fair. Okay. But then the other thing is complications from overeating. Yeah. So I, I just... I don't know. I mean, I know it's technically possible eventually to rupture the stomach, but I know from like Mythbusters that that takes an insane amount of pressure and food. And and I was going to ask you this because I know you are into at least tangentially eating challenges, at least observing them. I know you're Mm -hmm. a fan of the LA Beast. Mm -hmm. So I figured you might know what what complications can arise. That's my other question. Like, what the hell? the, The things that would jump to my mind the fastest would have to do with breathing, you know, would have to do with can you breathe? And if he was doing that well, okay. and then and then if it was that he was not just choking in a moment, it could have been an obstruction, could even have been, you know, compression of the food in there. Again, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I, I, I didn't do great in biology because I kept messing around 
that was when I learned how to do the thing where you take the gum wrapper and like make a little rocket and put it in your hand and make the little. And oh, that's flies. that is fun. That's what I learned in biology. biology. Got it. Okay. Uh, also, squids have a weird little uh, stinky little plate in there. It looks like a snap bracelet. Can you make a snap bracelet out of a, out of a squid? Would you be, would you be serious? So what are you me and bio? But yeah, I mean, but I'm not sure. And again, wow. they weren't exactly going like, hey, everybody, this is the detail. And it's it's a new story. And to the hospital's credit, they weren't like, get a load of this. Now, if this had happened <laughs> in Florida, we'd all we'd know all the oh, details. Yeah. But you know, Uttar Pradesh is not you know, it's not it's not Florida, so we don't get all of those details. Indeed, for you heard it here first. Yeah, Uttar Pradesh, Uttar Pradesh, not Florida, not Florida. It may be the Florida of India. I don't know. If you happen <laughs> to know, email us. If you're from Uttar Pradesh and listening, hi, and we are so sorry for your loss. Yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, forty two, uh, huh? Yeah, forty two. How many eggs do you think you could eat? Uh, before you just couldn't do it anymore. I'm guessing you wouldn't eat yourself to death. I, I, How many hard-boiled eggs? I don't particularly care for hard-boiled, but maybe maybe four or five before I would four just like stop. Like, I can't do yeah, this Yeah, basically. Anymore. All right. If you well, give me a three-egg omelet, I'm like, whoa, that's a lot. Okay. Well, maybe we'll find out one day. Oh, great. Phil! Yes? This poor schmuck. Yeah. Went about extreme eating all wrong. Should he have trained? Uh, I don't know, but you definitely need a drink of water or something because that was terrifying. <laughs> Everyone knows the best way to prove yourself in the gustatorial arts is by eating at a festival, right? That's where you get everybody stands up at the big table. You get a number. They announce you whether it's hot dogs and they give you a weird nut-based nickname or whether you're at some garlicky something in California or whatever, you know, and there are plates or maybe you can't, you know, whatever. Those are the places to go, the guys in the straw hats and the uh, yelling at the microphone and people are inexplicably cheering for this American pastime of overeating in public. There's just something about all that that's just so official. That's the way to do it, you know? And to, the, to, to, you know, to, to that effect, mm-hmm. let us cleanse our palates, an apt metaphor, oh, of go. this that's ovocentric good. death. By conjuring something altogether superior and maybe even funnier than what happened to, to our friend in India, Florida. Uh, Phil, <laughs> it's time for a game. A game I call the Build a Food Festival Eating Challenge Workshop. Oh, I'm excited. Now, you know the rules, Phil, and I'm guessing a lot of citizens out there also do. Now, if, if you don't, it's very simple. I give Phil uh, a number of prompts. And then uh, he uses his prodigious intellect and penchant for fun, fun, fun ideas. You heard the headline thing. Uh, to craft a brand new offering for our citizens to wish ever so devoutly for it to be real. Now, Phil, are you ready to build a food festival eating challenge? I'm very excited. Okay. Phil, without giving away anything else that you're planning. Yeah. What exactly is the main thing being eaten at your challenge? You know, out there, there are things where there are pasta challenges. Sometimes it's just something that might be very spicy, something that might be very sour, something that might be nigh on inedible, right? That it's an actual challenge to consume it in the first place. Now, remember, this easily will, would be tracked back to you. So you can't uh, surreptitiously murder anyone via food festival, although you certainly can push them. Uh, So bear that in mind. What are they going to be eating at this food festival eating challenge. I feel like this is obvious and it may be out there, but just because I know... Well, just because it's out there doesn't mean you don't have plenty of chances to twist it up here. All right. I'm going to have to go with durian. All right. So we've got a durian 
And I don't know, is it is it is it gauche to say durian fruit? But we've got the stinkiest fruit in the world, yeah. ostensibly. Basically, that's the what uh, we're Southeast after. Asian gigantic uh delicacy spiked shelled uh yogurty disgusting <laughs> but well, either love it or hate it. Right. Durian. Which I will not endeavor to describe beyond saying that it does smell like a combo of it's you know like something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. It's like something dead. Something gas-based, <laughs> something murderous, and something chemically volatile. You Got know, it. It's, uh, it's, it's a slurry. Anyway, okay, so it's going to be a durian eating competition of some kind. Now, question 1B, real quick for us. Yeah. What brand of challenge is this? Is it a speed-based challenge? Is it who can consume a, you know, a durian or more than one durian? The fastest? Is it uh, the most? Just keep giving it to them until they do it. Is can it, the make most it kind of a, Can I make it a relay thing? I was going to say, or is it a time-based thing? Like, what is it? It's, it's time-based. Okay. It's a relay team event. Oh, God. So you've got, like, four different people each doing. One of them has got the obvious. How fast can you eat the durian? Okay. Right? Is it one after another? It's not over until yeah, everyone Yeah, it's not over until every the thing. whole team has done their thing. Okay, so. You know the, the fact that it's large and spiky, right? Yeah. Okay. Second. So first up is first up eating. Once the first guy's done eating, eat it as fast as you can. As fast as All you can. Given to you, opened. Otherwise, you're going to hurt yourself. Exactly. Eat your durian. Right. So- <laughs> How can you have your pudding if you don't eat this durian? <laughs> uh, I kind of want the second one to be uh, somewhat of a uh, painful relay, ra- a painful race type thing. Take a durian. Put it down your pants, run 100 meters. It's not an eating festival challenge now. Well, like I said, it's a durian relay action. Okay. Actually. So so you, that's uh, takes place in like two locations, and to get to location two, person two has to put a durian. You're going to fucking kill somebody. Put a durian <laughs> down hey, their pants and run to the next table. Actually, you know what? There really only should be I just like three about people at the most here then. I, so. Yeah, I, I just thought about it. The, uh, the, this is, uh, the eating thing is the last one. They just ate one. Uh, put that at the very end. First is the 100-meter dash. <laughs> Next is opening durian. That is part of the challenge because you know it's a little difficult to open. Barehanded. So this eating festival is one-third about eating. Yeah, you're that's doing, how I'm You're going. doing great, Phil. There we go. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm bad at both ends of this build-up <laughs> thing. <laughs> what is the, uh, what's the prize looking like here? Is Ooh. it a title? Is it a title? Is there a trophy? Some kind of crown? You know, what's the incentive that people are after here? What does one get for being the best at this vile, wasteful, mostly running activity? <laughs> uh, no, it's running, opening, eating. So are you. <laughs> this is my Friday night, honey. Oh. Uh, it's sort of like the Stanley Cup of durian. So it's like a big golden durian on top of a big cup type thing, a big trophy like the Stanley Cup, and you get your names on it. And if, names keep getting yep, added. Name, names keep getting added. So it's okay. the Stanley Cup of durian. Basically. Now, they don't have to build this trophy themselves as like step four, do they? No, no, no. This one okay. just given to them, and then they get to put their names on it. All right, number three. What's the wrinkle now, Phil? Now, you've got to add one. I need a, a special wrinkle for you. So what we know already is that step one is you've got to take the durian and run with it down your yep. pants. Step two is you need to hurriedly open the durian. Second member of the team Bare hand open. open Open the durian. Oh, barehanded open durian. And three is eat the contents as as fast fast as you can. can. Yeah. But is there something? In fact, there is. But what is the (laughs) extra thing? Is there a blindfold involved? Maybe hands behind someone's back. Uh, Something you can't. You can't. uh, You know, whatever it is. What is the 
overdrive about this, and it can affect one or more of your steps here. Remember that this does have to actually continue. It can't be that you're blindfolded doing the dash, you run it street and get <laughs> run over by a bus that then stinks forever. <laughs> the, 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 not the hull or the, the skin of the durian. You know how you don't eat that, right? Well, yeah, no. Right. Uh, the two people who've just done the first part of it, the opening and then uh, the running, and the opening. running, they have to take the skin and make a little craft project out of it while the, the third guy's eating. Oh, another thing that's not eating. I'm working. Uh, Fantastic. All right, Phil, let's press on. Oh, no! Something's gone wrong. Well, of course, people are going to fuck this up for the rest of us in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And when some dummy or dummies hurt themselves by accident, he said to the guy who's having people put durian down their pants, (laughs) attempting this challenge the wrong way, they're going to get sick or dead, and the media is going to have a field day with all of this. So let's get out ahead of it, Phil. Mm -hmm. Let's think in advance. What is the terrible news story going to be about? Did somebody choke? Did somebody somehow burn down the neighborhood? Uh, did somebody get hit by the stinky bus? What's it going to be? What is the disaster that befalls one of these festivals? Cheating scandal. Okay. Not steroids. Uh, miracle berry, berry tablets. Okay. I was going to think maybe it was like a safety pin on the <laughs> nose or some of those. Uh, what is it? In Silence of the Lambs, they put like the menthol under their, yeah, under uh, their nostrils. Yep. No, it's the, the miracle, miracle which berries. if you don't know what that is, that's the tablet that you eat and it coats your tongue. So the Ooh, only miraculum. things you taste are uh, sweet and so they claim. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I've still never tried that. I want to. And the eater has one a of challenge the, in the so it's doping. Round, by the way. That's doping okay. for this. All right, doping, a tongue doping scandal. Tongue doping scandal. <laughs> Last one. All right, Phil, you've survived the bad press and your first annual eating competition and running and opening competition. But now it's time Don't to get this thing franchised. Oh, right. <laughs> but now it's time to get the thing franchised. Ooh. Make some money. First off, what's this big old challenge called? Hmm. The Durian Derby. There you go. There you go. And who are you going to get? To be your big, giant sponsor. Altoids. Oh, that's really good. (laughs) With confidence on that one, finally. There you go. And maybe they'll come out with a product. Phil, bonus. This is almost done for you. (laughs) What is the synergistic product that Altoids can promote as they back, financially and emotionally, (laughs) your food festival eating challenge? Durian-flavored Altoid. Oh, my God. Gross. It's like a gun that can bring someone back to life. <laughs> okay, well, this has been a barrel of laughs as we have uh, <laughs> we have done an interesting crafty foodie festival. But that one dude is still dead from the eggs. Yeah, so what we're going to do is take a break <laughs> to think about that stark reality. And we'll be right back with three for the something. I wonder. Yo, Philly, are you tired of sports talk radio? Are you tired of trivia Wednesdays, morning bitch and complain lines, or afternoon sound offs? Give Potadelphia a try for a refreshing look at the goings on for the Phillies, Flyers, Eagles, and 76ers. I don't have a button. We're back in the loop around, and it's time for three for the round! <laughs> that time of the show. Oh, God. <laughs> the balance. Where we talk about those things that we didn't have time to fit in in the regular run of the show or didn't quite fit in with the format of the show. What's going to happen is Phil and I are going to volley back and forth three times a piece talking about headlines out there that are burning a hole in our brain. We're going to have 30 seconds per turn to do it. Once each 30-second turn is up, you're going to hear something a little bit like this. 
which is Decibel saying it's time to shut up and move on to the next person. And yes, when we have each done that three times a piece, it'll be time to do some plugs, some uh, some hootenannyin, and uh, maybe some crafts and running and other strange events. And uh, yeah, we talked beforehand, and we do know who's going first, and that's the person who's not me. So, Phil, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Phil, are you set? Oh, no. Phil, are you go? In good work, officer? News. Police in Wilson, North Carolina, stopped a man at a grocery store suspect- they suspected of murder, but he sped away. Officers were in hot pursuit, gaining on the suspect when a black car blew lights on it, sped ahead of the subject, slowed down, pinned them between the cop cars. When the suspect stopped, the driver of the black car forced the suspects out of the car at gunpoint and cuffed them, and then searched the car. Problem is, he wasn't a cop. <laughs> 30-year-old David Adams was later arrested on charges of impersonating an officer. Uh, folks, I get it. Sometimes the cops do shady shit, but hey, don't do stupid things like that. Don't take the law into your own hands and uh, don't join a police chase just for fun. They're right there, too. <laughs> hey, and take off those undies for art's sake news. UNESCO was forced to apologize to a French sculptor recently after a, quote, mistake by one employee led to a number of the artist's nude sculptures being hastily dressed in undies before <laughs> putting on display in Paris. French artiste Stéphane Simon describes the experience as humiliating after a single employee for the UN cultural arm took it upon him or herself to veil the naughty bits of his figures, all part of his In Memory of Me project featuring Greek-style sculptures, wasting their stony lives gazing at and taking selfies with smartphones. Simon noted that he kept getting people approaching and asking why he chose to clothe his Greeks in underoos, leading to a lot of wasted time and artistic effort. And I can't help but imagine the wasted effort on the part of the prudish employee is pulling skivvies onto a statue cannot, cannot be as fun as it sounds. And then they have to take them off. <laughs> in left-handed women smell just fine news. Out of the <laughs> journal Neuron, some people have a sense of smell that works despite missing part of the brain largely thought to be responsible for the sense of smell. The olfactory bulbs are missing in a small, small portion of people around the world, but f- and for some reason, they can still smell just fine. What's more puzzling is that this study shows that it seems to be present in 4% of left-handed women. Although not a lot, that's far more common than found in the general population. Now, I don't know if this means that there's more plasticity in brain function than we suspect. Left-handed women are really great smelling. Or if scientists need to rethink the way they smell remains to be seen. But in the meantime, shower anyway. Now in Viva La Catalucian news, a Houston-area animal rescue is finding itself smack dab in the middle of a Batman Rose Gallery crime wave as a number of cats are repeatedly being released from free-roam-style rooms in which guests can spend time with a rescued kitty. Several times a day, one holding area referred to as the senior room, not clear if that refers to the cats or the people people? or both, uh, in spite of some cat break and the sight of some cat breakouts, thanks to someone opening the doors, the whiskered inmates can take their chances on the outside. And the culprit, a seven-year-old cat named Quilty, who repeatedly opts to free his fellow fellow prisoners, fortunate as rescue animals, from the clutches of cuddle-obsessed humans. Quote, Quilty will not be contained, reads the Friends for Life Rescue Facebook page, and he has no shame. And before you ask, yeah, it does appear that little Quilty has been adopted, so you'll need to wait until he escapes to try (laughs) your luck with my new favorite criminal. And finally for me in, but I have a note that says I can leave jail news. Belinda Gale Fondren, 52 of Evans, Louisiana, has been arrested and charged with uh, filing and maintaining false pub- public records after she was arre- uh, after she was arrested for selling doctor's notes to students so they could be excused <laughs> from school. <laughs> Vernon Parish Sheriff's Office reports that doctors at the clinic Mrs. Evans worked at reported that they had never treated any of the students in question. She was selling the notes for $20 a pop, and uh, I'm guessing that it was through her daughter advertising at the school they were being sold at. It was... <laughs> common knowledge that you could get these from her and she faces five years in prison if convicted. 
Oh my. And in She Blinded Me with Sympathy Pain news, a self-confessed tattoo obsessive in Australia is apparently mostly getting over some blindness issues this week after losing her vision due to an no, extremely stupid it. tattoo. 24-year-old Amber Luke, a.k.a. the Blue-Eyed White Dragon. Oh, no. Notice how you can always spot a nickname someone gave themselves. Has spent over 26 grand on body modification processes, mostly tattoos and piercings. And her latest venture was also ink-based. Phil, no. she sat for 40 minutes while having her fucking eyeballs oh, tattooed God, no, no, no. The whites of her eyes are now a strange shade of electric blue the process uh, left blurry dragon blind for three weeks but uh, hey she's just great now saying she has quote no regrets and somehow I'm not surprised that someone willing to do that might not be into a lot of experience based personal growth anyway gah uh, ugh ah uh, Phil anything to plug I wear glasses because I can't even put contacts in. That story really fucking skeeved me out. Wait to see the pictures. I don't want to. You will. Damn it. Uh, Anything to plug, Phil? I'm too distracted. You're optometrist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> so I, that story has me so fucked up. I hate that kind of... Ah. It was ah. almost my main story. Oh, I would have. I guess I'm glad now it wasn't. But the it would have been build a horrible good. tattoo workshop. Oh there my go. god, no! Uh, no, to you, say, you I go. won't do that someday. Please don't. Uh, no, I've got nothing uh, to plug myself. I would like to invite everyone to please, if you have not already, to rate the whip round on iTunes to give us a review. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you like. Let us know if you want something changed or, you know, give us some feedback. You can send it there in the form of, again, a rating or review or email us your thoughts, opinions, and questions or some weird news you're aware of to the whiparound at gmail.com. And of course, please do subscribe. Tell a friend. Yeah, that's posts. always the big thing. And, uh, and reach out and share the weird with yeah. someone. Oh, and thanks also. Uh, Citizen Mel reached out and uh, we apparently had him laughing on the most recent episode because he had just finished making pumpkin spice coquito for his family and he used Captain Morgan's pumpkin spice rum. I confess not knowing what, what coquito? Coquito. It's a, it's a Puerto Rican type uh, sort of rum based beverage and he just uh, made it for. Uh, I would like to try that. It's pumpkin spiced or no. I, but I, will, uh, I will reach out to Mel and we'll see if we can get you some. It's fabulous actually. And then, It's normally uh, a holiday thing but we had him laughing because uh, pumpkin spice rum from yeah. Captain Morgan's. Morgan, yeah. Whatever. Uh, okay, so any yeah. final thoughts or are we good here, Phil? Keep reaching out. Uh, we love you guys uh, talking to us in any way you want. Facebook oh. and Instagram and, and and what? Don't forget, I think we're still doing this maybe oh like another gosh, week. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Contest. Yeah, you have one more week, citizens, because we are tired of not getting entries that are correct. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, we want to know. It's not going to be the Bang Bros Center. Somebody bought the naming rights to the Heat arena in miami who was it email us at the whip around at gmail.com with the correct answer and your name is entered to win a whip around t-shirt Woo! which are i didn't feel like i didn't feel like talking about it a melodically so go on very beautiful the only thing i can think to say phil Mm -hmm. is first of all yeah we we did we did it again we did it quite suddenly we did it that and uh we love you bye is, uh, is that a durian down your pants? Or? Am I just bored of <laughs> this idea? <laughs>